I want to know what this weird yellow orb is to the left of the screen that's blocking off the John Gom poster. Oh my god, this is the coolest thing. It's a paper pineapple! The most irrelevant thing, why is it hanging there? Uh, it was my daughter's birthday recently, so we put up some paper decorations in our in our dining room and it was really cool. We've got pineapples, we've got big pink things and big orange things and green things and some multicoloured things. This is Sheer Isolation. It's presented by Kieran Moore in Trowbridge and John Ponting in Cricklade. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us. This is Sheer Isolation. I am John Ponting in Cricklade. Kieran Moore is in Trowbridge. I still am in Trowbridge, John, yes. I've not gone anywhere. I was expecting to see the kitchen refurb by now, but I can still see you have a pile of tea bags behind you, which suggests it hasn't been completed yet. It's looking beautiful. I'll send you pictures on Facebook in just a minute. Mind you, you have been very busy because um, I've been at some gigs this week. You've been at some gigs this week. I haven't got time to refit your kitchen. Unfortunately not, no. It's like a weight around my neck. A little bit extreme, but never mind. So the purpose of this show is to promote the local music and art scenes uh, across the west of England. Uh, We do that by playing a couple of tracks and by having a guest on. This week, we are being joined by a chap called Mike Williams, who looks after the marketing at Pound Arts in Caution, which is a... uh, Art centre, music centre, community hub, all kinds of stuff. I don't even know where to start describing it, Kieran. It's the benchmark of art art centres, it really is. It it does everything that an art centre should do, and it does it very, very well. And for people who aren't familiar with it, it's uh, it's based in Corsham, so it's kind of in the heart of our county. And uh, yeah, it's well worth looking, uh, checking it out, just seeing what they have on there, because it's fun for all the family. It's not just just evening gigs, uh, they do all kinds of stuff. All sorts of things. Well, we're going to find all about it in just a second. That is very, very true. But first, John... Okay. <laughs> uh, you're going to play. We're going to pick one of your tracks because you haven't picked a track for weeks. I, I thought you were going to break into some kind of ad lib feature then that I wasn't aware of. But yes, no, I'm going to no. play a track. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just chatting. And uh, it, it's come about from the Swindon Shuffle, which was uh, last weekend. I went along. I, I managed to get around three of the venues. I didn't get to, to every venue and see every act because that'd be impossible because you've got four venues in Swindon running at the same time. But no, I went went around. But, but John, essentially, did you buy a drink in every pub? Not the castle, so I'll have to send apologies to the castle. Oh dear, because the point is to share to share the wealth, to share the love, to share the, the community, and it does a really great job of doing that. But, but to be fair, all the venues were absolutely buzzing. There were plenty of people in all of them. So that was real, particularly the Tupney and the Beehive really struggled to get into them. They were that packed. The Beehive particularly, it's a very narrow pub, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and the Tupney is just like someone's living room. They've just turned it into a put, they've put a bar in it. <laughs> For exactly what it is, it's so beautiful. Anyway, one of the bands that were playing, um, now I, I call them Slaggery, you call them Slaggery. So, Slaggery, Slaggery. That's a bit of an Australian thing there, Slaggery, Slaggery. Slaggery, Slaggery. Anyway, Swindon Three Piece, they've uh, been around quite a while. They're a great band. They recently played at uh, My Dad's Bigger Than Your Dad Festival, the celebration of Dave Young. I've always kind of put them in a bit of a scar category, kind of poppy scar. Yeah. Scar punk, that's exactly what they are. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um, they've they've toured America with less than Jake as well. You know, they've done really, really well for themselves. I had no idea. Yep, there you go. I thought I'd uh, embarrass them by picking one of their earliest videos. This is from 2009. This is over 10 years old. This track is uh, off on a mission. This is the band. This is the track from which I discovered the band. <laughs>
Uh, I was off on a mission from Slaggera, Slaggery. <laughs> Maybe we should check in with them for the exact pronunciation. The J is definitely think... silent. We know that much. The... Yes. They, they were one of the headliners at Swin and Shuffle uh, last weekend. Before that, they were at the My Dad is Bigger Than Your Dad Festival. I, I hadn't heard from them for quite a long time, but it's nice to know they're still uh, gigging and touring and, and recording new stuff. Yeah, well, they're still active. They're still, they're still not around doing brilliant stuff. Just a little bit older now. I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> do we have any product placement this week, Kieran? Did we do Dan O'Dell? Have we done Dan O'Dell yet? You mentioned him last week, but you didn't, um, you didn't show off what, what you have got. I've, I've got it, but I have to wait. They'd have to splice this out of the uh, interview. Every week. You know what? Actually, it's too difficult. We'll do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> fine in that case we'll we'll just uh, ignore product placement completely this was your feature that you brought in as well actually i've got the bronx album sat at, in roger's house in from sound knowledge roger from sound knowledge over in potton i need to go and collect it i'm waiting to get paid because i haven't got any money to give him anyway john i've got some news <clears throat> should we save that for news yeah okay we'll save that for news interview right <laughs> <laughs> oh it's too late to be recording this. Right. Our guest this week is Mike Williams from Pound Arts in, uh, in Corsham. Now, Kieran, you're, you're more familiar with the, the venue than, than myself. So do you want to give us a bit of a rundown about uh, your interpretation of it? It's a small venue and it punches well above its weight in the sense that it's a small town with a really, really significant art space. It's an art space in its purest form. You know, it has um, amateurs and professionals from almost every discipline of art you can possibly con- conceive from film to physical art, visual art, um, creative arts, uh, dance, theatre, music, comedy, uh, the works. They literally cover all bases one way or another and they do it incredibly well. So we invited uh, Mike on to have a chat uh, and uh, he starts to spike and makes a bit of a rundown about the venue itself. <laughs> we do a lot considering the size of the venue, or at least we try to. Um, so we're non-profit, we're sort of charity funded. But a lot of our money comes from donations, arts, council funding, all that kind of thing. But yeah, we're a performance venue. So obviously we put on plenty of music as well as uh, theatre, comedy, anything we can get our hands on really lots of workshops and regular hirers who come in and use the space we're essentially just a big community hub for caution really um and the surrounding areas sort of I, I would in- say i would say that um, i think the pound probably is the perfect example that was my cat sorry the pound is a perfect example of how an art center can be it's got wonderful visual arts as you go in. It's got, again, as I say, the performance, but it's all those workshops and all those little workshop rooms you've got potted around. Yeah, it really is like, I don't know, what's the word? The benchmark for art centres, or small art centres at least. It's the oh, benchmark yeah. and it's wonderful to have such an amazing thing fundamentally on our doorstep. That's, yeah, lovely of you to say. We're proud of what we do. There's always stuff going on. We've currently got ballet students like parading Excellent. through the corridors <laughs> and... Um, yeah, there's always no. That's brilliant. We love a little bit of uh, theatre going on there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, tell us what is your role at the Pound? What do you do? So, I am the marketing officer at the Pound Art Centre. So, it's my job to try to get people coming through the door and seeing what we've got to offer, both in terms of, you know, the live performances we've got going on, to the workshops, and you know, even just to come in and spend some time looking at the gallery hanging out in our cafe all that kind of stuff but yeah it's it's a relatively new job for me i've worked at the art center for 
since about 2016. I initially joined as just a part-time member on the cafe, working in the bar, and have sort of done various jobs here since then, and have now somehow ended up in charge of the marketing. Because well, that, just... that's a wonderfully that's a wonderful success story, and goes to show that um, you can you know rise through the ranks effectively. You know that there's a, they're going to platform you and, and and support you. That's really 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 wonderful to hear. So so Mike, if, if you wanted to promote just two of the three of the things that are currently happening at Pounds Art, which, which ones would you um which ones would you pick out as the highlights? We've got a ton of music coming up. One of my favourites, who we'll listen to later, is Kitty McFarlane. She's coming on the fourth of December which is wonderful folk music, really just intricate and relaxing and just sort of makes you forget about everything that's going on and just zone out. It's beautiful. We've got some really exciting theatre coming up. There's a piece of theatre at the end of the month called Louder Is Not Always Clearer, uh, which is made by a wonderful artist called Johnny Cotson, who is deaf and essentially is about the experience of being deaf. And it's sort of part theatre, part dance. And essentially he sort of incorporates uh, sign language communication with physical theatre and it's really different to anything we've had here before. And Sounds fantastic. Yeah, and it's accessible to both, you know, hearing audiences, hard of hearing, deaf audiences. That's another thing that I'm personally really excited about. Yeah, um, that is really is quite special. You should be really proud of that. Well done. That's, that's amazing. I did a show this weekend, just gone at the bandstand in Trowbridge mm-hmm. and it's for Starry Eyes, which are a local based company that do, they platform teenagers, give them an opportunity to perform. And we're on the bandstand and we're doing the, the these kids who are just singing. They've never been in front of an audience before and all the rest of it. And they, they trot them out one at a time. And they sing their song and they had this young girl turn up um, and she was no older than 11. She had Down syndrome and she never sang in front of her audience before and we're, everyone's encouraged her and she does it and she's she's brilliant and it's wonderful but then she doesn't want to get down she's so excited she's she's loving this experience <laughs> so the next girl comes along to sing a song and this girl just starts doing bsl macaton macton and starts signing the song to the audience <laughs> and i'm literally i mean i i was literally in tears because that is utterly just stunning completely unexpected but um, it, it, it brings people that were avail- previously uh, uninvolved or unengaged or unavailable to, uh, into the story. Bring them in. You yeah. say, look, you experience this too. And I, I'm delighted that we are now having those sorts of conversations about being more inclusive. Um, and I really feel like, well, you're clearly streets ahead of us. And that's, that's wonderful. So well done, you. No, it's, it's great. I, and, but I still don't feel we're as far down the road as we should be. You can always try to do more. One of the things that happened recently that I was really proud of, we do two festivals a year. We do one, which is Blue Sky, which is sort of springtime and it's all very sort of, you know, summery and lovely. And then the other one's in November time called Magic and Mayhem, which is sort of more dark and Halloween-y and we do a cabaret and all this sort of stuff. But during the Blue Sky Festival we just had, which was a few months ago, one of the things we did for it was we just put out a load of pianos around Corsham, like the secondhand freestanding pianos and sort of just left them out uh, for people to play. So we had one directly outside the art centre. We had one on the high street, one outside the local grounded cafe. Um, And it was one of the most popular things we've ever done in terms of people's engagement, because you'd have just walking down the high street and hearing people tinkle away from, you know, pensioners playing chopsticks to, 
a six-year-old doing you know Mozart or something it was just so cool and the amount of people who gave us feedback about it was great and that was just something that was it it, you know it served no purpose other than to just get people engaged in that's yeah that's absolutely it's so easy to do isn't it you just got to have these ideas and it's fundamentally very easy to do that's that's also wonderful see caution for the size of it is knocking it out the park (laughs) yeah (laughs) we try (laughs) something that myself and Karen have been talking about on on the previous shows in the last few weeks is is about venues and gigs and and just life getting back to some kind of normality did you feel the same at pound arts how how did that work out for you how you managed it we've had the same bizarre journey that every other venue and art center has sort of had i think when did restrictions like get lifted initially way back in march april time yeah so we started putting a couple of gigs on then but they were very spaced spaced out both in terms of dates and also in terms of how many people we could allow in so we were down to about 30 percent capacity in an auditorium that seats about 104 um and we sort of started there and then over the summer we managed to creep up to 50 percent capacity although a lot of our shows then went outdoors because the weather allowed it which has sort of been a blessing in disguise for us i think is suddenly realizing there was this big outdoor market for performances um which we weren't tapping into quite as much but you know pre-pandemic and then only recently, I think sort of start of the month, is we're now back to 100% capacity. And just uh, last week, we had Bookends, who is the brilliant Simon and Garfunkel tribute act. Uh, we had them for two nights and both sold out, which was the first time the auditorium had been full for wow. over a year and a half. And it was a, it was such mixed emotions about it because it was just fantastic to see the place so full and so alive but there was obviously intrepidation we're sort of at the point where you're still encouraging the precautions that people can take but can't realistically enforce them in any way so yeah there was this real mixed emotions but it was a big sense of pride for us and the team to be just back at that place I guess it still doesn't feel pre-pandemic but it was still just amazing so, so Mike, out of the uh, five or six years that you've been working at Pound Arts, what would you say is your, your favourite event that's happened in that time? I mean, something that I really love and I really enjoy, it's not a, you know, a specific event, but it's, it's something that we used to do and will hopefully do again soon. The last Friday of every month, we'll invite artists, you know, musicians, to come in and perform for free just in the corner of the cafe. And it's some of the you know some of the best stuff i've seen has been while working behind the bar uh just watching these people perform um i mean we've had people like low barnes who's this wonderful singer she came and did one a few years back and yeah it's it's something i really miss it's something that obviously dropped off due to uh, yeah. the pandemic and restrictions not being able to have that many people in the space and we haven't sort of been able to program it back in yet but hopefully from january onwards it'll be something we can resume doing because it's one of those things where the atmosphere with the right act on the right night it feels so special to be in that cafe so yeah i think like nice winter's evenings with candles out in the cafe and just people enjoying free music which is really varied you know it's from people doing cool loop pedal guitar sets to playing you know steel pans it you, you sort of don't know what you're going to get to there and 
I miss it a lot and hopefully we're going to have it again soon. So yeah, those are some of my fondest memories here. I'm assuming that you've got a website where all this information is stored. We do. It's www.poundarts.org.uk. And we're obviously on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at, um, at Pound Arts. Uh, and you'll find us there. Yeah, a lot of the stuff we've done recently in terms of programming has been done through digital platforms. So yeah, best way to keep up with what we've got going on right now. Yeah. And I think it is worth uh, reiterating again, you, you're not just a, a venue for evening events. You're doing stuff all the way through the day and at weekends and got all kinds of workshops for kids and, and education platforms and all kinds of stuff happening there. It's not just about the music and, and the performance. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I mean, it's a grassroots sort of place for particularly children, you know, finding their way into the arts and into music um, from, you know, things we put on like ukulele workshops um, to local people who just hire the space for you know their piano teaching and guitar teaching and all that kind of thing wonderful local choirs use the art center so yeah it's a really more than just a um a performance venue wonderful bro thanks for that might just the final point to raise is the track that you have picked and uh, i believe you've uh, chosen the tune from uh, kitty mcfarlane we, I think we had her a few years back and we, yeah, we got her back uh, for the 4th of December here at the Art Centre. The song's called Glass Eels and um, I just sort of stumbled across it today. It was her announcement video for the tour that she's got coming up. And it was sort of one of those things where I was feeling a bit stressed this morning because we're working on the brochure to come out and all this sort of stuff and worrying about getting it out in time. And I sort of saw this pop up on our Twitter feed and put it on and for a few minutes just forgot about everything Who was that one Pangea split Who saw borders break and continents drift When shifting rock and heat of time Left plates apart, pushed ice to grind. Trade winds and the westerlies, the push and pull of the child. The glass eel chasing estuaries to ford and fend to mud and mire. And as the leaves are doomed to bruise and fruit. See
We've just played Glass Eels from Kitty McFarlane. Glass Eels, what what a name! Who is going to be uh, playing in Corsham on December fourth? So um, uh, I'm probably doing some other dates in the region as well. So look out for those. Right, news, John. News. This is the bizarrest news. Um, last week, I got offered the opportunity to promote Frank Turner again, and in a very very short space of time, I've turned it around. And Thursday, which uh, was two days ago. Um, we announced that Frank Turner will be playing the Forum in Bath on Friday, the 18th of May, 2022. There you go. Incredible. That's it's nearly that... a year away. I know. Good. It needs to be. <laughs> um, pre-sale will go up on the 23rd, or 24th of September. But if you're on his mailing list, if you bought the album or any of that kind of stuff, you get you get an advanced uh, opportunity to buy tickets. So very excited about this album. Um, I've heard the first five tracks, including the single The Gathering, which is already out there in, in the world. Uh, I've heard the first, sorry, the additional four tracks. Absolutely fantastic. We'll have people listening who don't know who Frank Turner is. So Frank Turner is a Winchester-based, or he was from Winchester originally, singer-songwriter who rose from um, Scruffy Oik in a punk band to being um, probably right now the UK's prominent singer-songwriter that's in you know of, of that genre. Um, he played the opening of the um, Olympics when it was held in the UK a few years ago. He played on the little grass mound and he played a couple of songs. Um, and he's just a wonderful human being and writes and creates great music. A few years, that was nine years ago, mate. Oh God, it really is, isn't it? Wow. Well, he's come a long way in the last nine years. So, Slagroy had only just released that song that we played earlier. Have <laughs> they really? They've been going a lot longer than that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, Frank Turner was also our very first guest. He was. He was our very first guest, yes. The, the government has done it to us again because last week we were really <laughs> bigging up and talking about how COVID passports are going to be introduced into nightclubs and large venues. And then within a couple of days of us recording... 
uh, they decided, nah, we're not going to do that anymore. Good news for you, Kieran. Well, have they? Because I thought you were going to say just then that they've um, they've they've doubled down on it. Because from what I can see is that um, on the front pages of today's newspapers, COVID passports are going to be rolled. They are going to be introduced. Chaos. So, <laughs> chaos. It is chaos. It's absolute chaos. Um, they're not ruling out another lockdown, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's. It's like, I, I can't believe, I cannot believe we're in this situation. I cannot believe we're still talking about it nearly two years later in this context. Um, yeah, I just, you, we need resolution. Just make a decision and stick with it and go with it. You know, even if it's a, even if it's a decision I despise, at least then I know how to, I can start navigating and working with it. <sighs> yeah. Um, I mean, I would be delighted if they got rid of it and they didn't introduce it at all. So that would be brilliant, I think. Um, I, I don't, yeah, without getting too political, I, I don't like the idea of pass- those COVID passports at all. Um, so it would it would help the events industry if they didn't exist. In, in the last week, I, I'm challenging Big Jeff's supremacy in the number of gigs you can attend in a year, because in the last week I've been to six separate gigs at six separate venues. So that is proper hardcore gigging. Well done, you. I'm trying to Credit. catch up from the last 18 months. So, but um, <laughs> none of those were doing, uh, no, no venues were doing COVID passports or any checks like that. We just... Uh, I think we're I think we're being left to it to be sensible. Yeah, well, I'd like to think so. I think I think people know enough now that they can they can make their own risks or own risk decisions. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think that's I think that's fair enough. And just let let people make their own decisions. And if you want to go to a, a venue that's going to be busy, then fine. If you don't, then that's also fine. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us shareisolation at gmail.com or you can just go to www.shareisolation.co.uk. That's share with two e's. Find us all, all the information about us there. there uh, I've, I've run out of things to say, Kieran. I think we've got enough content for another week. Thank you very much, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.